Well, welcome, welcome, welcome. It's about that time, people. Another week of the Bible Table Chat right here where we keep it live. This is season three, episode four. And I'm telling you, it just gets better and better. Ah, we're so excited. And this week's topic, I'm telling you, it's, it's, if you've never listened to the Bible Table Chat, today is the day because today's episode is called, and it asks a question, is global warming an inevitable prophecy? I have something to think about because, you know, as you can see, the world according to the studies that I have and according to actually facts and science scientists say that the earth is just getting warmer and warmer because of all the gases and oils and different things that go into the atmosphere and where's it coming from it says it's coming from the earth itself it comes from uh, man humanities causing the heat But is global warming, in fact, an inedible prophecy? Because also, in the Word of God, it does say uh, different scriptures, and we will get into it. This week's topic, I'm telling you, is super interesting. So if you haven't already, grab your cup of coffee or your favorite beverage and lend us your ears. Because this is going to be super interesting. It might just really... I'm telling you, uh, really be shocked about it, but not if you're a born again Christian, hearing about certain things is normal because you accept the, that the, the the prophecies that come from God. You know, they're very they're the, the word of God itself, the Bible itself is a fact prophetic and it's going to happen. Nothing is gonna change outside of the word of God. It's going to happen the way God said it would happen. And that's it. Man can't stop it. The, the greatest scientists can't stop it. So the question still remains, and I'm going to ask it one more time. Is global warming an inevitable prophecy? Is it just going to happen because uh, that's the way it was planned to happen? So no matter what scientists do, is it, or no matter what we do to improve it, uh, is it gonna get, is it gonna get better? Is it gonna get worse? I'm telling you, this is a good podcast. So what we're gonna do first, first of all, once again, I wanna just thank those listeners around the world. We appreciate you from different countries. Welcome, welcome. Hope that you tune in as often as as you. Uh, uh, listen uh, often as you want but tune in to the Bible Table Chat and we thank you for doing that we thank you we have listeners from Belgium and Albania and you know countries you just don't automatically hear from so we're amazed and we're blessed Germany of course uh, uh, Germany was our first country to tune in when we first began the Bible Table Chat podcast so I'm grateful and I hope they're, and they're still listening in at a higher percentage. So you're greatly appreciated, Germany, and all of the other countries that are tuning in. So what we're going to do, we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we'll jump into some facts from biblical, the Bible. We'll chat about it. 
And we'll also do our normal research and we'll see what scientists and research have to say about global warming. Why is global warming? And, and what do they say we could do to improve global warming? Or is it too late? Well, I'm, I'm telling you, it's super interesting. So when we come back from our sponsored messages, come back from our break, we'll jump right into this week's Season 2, Episode 4 of the Bible Table Chat. And we'll be right back. Are you looking for a church home? Are you looking to visit a place where you can experience a beautiful atmosphere? You're welcome to come join us at the Highway to Heaven services, which is one services on Sunday morning, starting promptly at 11 a.m. And if you're looking for the location, it is 3202 Potter Street in Rockford, Illinois, 61109. And if you need direction, just take 20th Street, whether you're going north or south, and turn on Sawyer. Sawyer will then take you right into the parking lot. We look forward to seeing you soon. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Are you tired of the same old prints and designs and now you need something to take the sting out of being bored? S. Elaine Murphy's Creations and Designs has what you want for all of your stationery and gift needs with original designs, color matching systems, new exciting creations, good customer service, and beautiful poultry and saints. Or, better yet, you can say it your way. Check us out at fb.me backslash f-r-e-s-h-c-r-e-a-t-e-s-d-e-s-i-g-n-s. That's facebook.me backslash Fresh Creates Designs. And for more information, contact me at my email. That's genuinecreations10 at gmail.com. That's lowercase g-e-n-u-i-n-e-c-r-e-a-t-i-o-n-s, the number 10, at gmail.com. You'll be glad that you did. of you would love to make God your partner for greater success? How many of you want to learn to live with the rhythm of each season for maximum productivity? And how many of you 
want to learn how to move forward from bad relationships or church hurts? Well, the books Understanding the Seasons and Times and When Wolves Come are the books for you. Written by Nirvana Winston, who is a writer with both wisdom and simplicity, giving tools and insights into kingdom living for everyday life. She shares witty stories and personal encounters. Pick up your copy today before they're all gone. Go to Amazon and hashtag when wills come and hashtag understanding the seasons and time. Get your copies today. You'll be glad that you did. This segment is brought to you in part by The Woman on the Train. Do you enjoy short stories with a twist? Look no further. The Woman on the Train is the book for you. See what happens when Brian boards the train and a woman locks her eyes into his eyes as their worlds collide. People say leave her alone and avoid her at all costs. But this eerie woman has the power to tap deep into Brian's inner being. He tried to leave, but he cannot. He tried to avoid her, but he cannot. This book is available through Amazon on both paperback and ebook formats. Just go to Amazon.com and type in the search box, The Woman on a Train by Brian, B-R-I-A-N, Crump, C-R-U-M-P. If you desire a signed copy and you are in the Rockford, Chicago area, then email the show and I will make sure that you get their personalized signed copy. Well, welcome, welcome back. I hope you enjoyed those sponsored messages. Well, we're back. We're back with Season 3, Episode 4. And our episode title is on a question. Is global warming an inevitable prophecy? Now, first of all, just for those who may not understand what the word inevitable means, because I do get that. There's been many times where I've said words wrong or said words, thought I had it right, didn't even know the meaning of it, but once you put it out there, it's out there, right? Well, the word inevitable, and I looked it up, and although I didn't know the word, what the word inevitable, inevitable means, it actually has a definition that, that means unavoidable. So if something is inevitable, it's unavoidable. I mean, it's going to happen eventually. It's it's going to happen. So in saying that, with our episode this week, I tell you what, is is very interesting. We're just going to jump right in it. We might even go to a few of the biblical uh, questions about it. But the first thing we want to uh, start talking off talking about is 
what exactly is going on concerning global warming? What, in easy terms, does global warming mean? Which is very good to just start off easy. Because uh, everybody doesn't watch the news every time and er- all the time. And everybody uh, doesn't care too much about scientists. Some people find science boring. So they don't do much of that. So that kind of leaves a lot of people just kind of who are not interested kind of in the dark. But this is a very interesting. Sometimes it's good to know. Instead of going along life ignorantly, although things are in God's hands, if you're a Christian or believer or a disciple of Christ, you believe what the Bible says. And I absolutely believe what Christ says and what God says in his word is actually just it. There is no switching, changing, turning around. Um, the the clay don't tell the potter what to do, so to speak, things. So what God says as he created us all is going to happen. And nobody lower than God, which we all are, or under God, um, can change anything. So, so either you're going to believe it or you're not. You do have an option. In this case, we are actually going to start off with a little bit of research. I love going with research because it allows us from the basic point of view, and from the natural point of view, not God's view yet, but the natural point of view that will lead us back to the Bible because that's what it all does. Uh, there's nothing new under the sun. There's nothing going on today uh, that God didn't talk about thousands of years back when Ashley Jesus was here or even before Jesus. Uh, but the first question that comes along with our research is what is global warming in easy words? So it says here global warming is a long-term warming of the planet's overall temperature. Though this warming trend has been going on for a long time, its pace has significant, significantly, there you go, tongue twist, excuse me, significantly increased in the last hundred years due to the burning of fossil fuels. As the human population has increased, so has the volume of fossil fuels burned. And we all get that. That means like gas, fumes. Um, it is pretty toxic if you think about all the things we have to survive and do to get here and there. Uh, so I do get that. What are the five main causes of global warming? Which is another interesting question. The causes of climate change. One, the first one, generating power. Generating electricity and heat by burning fossil fuels causes a large chunk of global emissions. Now, this is a spot right here where me and um, brother Brian Crump or my fiance discuss a lot. We, we, we do look, both of us look and examine a lot of some of the news on different things. And we were talking about them saying by 2035 I believe it is uh, all cars they're gonna make I don't know if it's gonna be a law or or anything like that but but they're gonna make most cars um, powered off of electricity 
Now, when you think about it, it sounds like, okay, technology will be increasing. But then again, how is that supposed to help the planet? How is that supposed to not be a, a, a heater uh, for the planet as well? Because we know electri- electricity generates a whole lot of powerful heat. I mean, wow. So... I think sometimes a lot of, in in addition, one thing they forgot that's a main cause of a lot of different things that, that generates from that is just greed. Because there are so many other ways, but the other ways do not generate as much uh, money or monetary or, or lucrative finance than electricity. But I tell you what, greed will be one of the reasons if they don't find something that's not as uh, heat generating as electricity. Electricity is is very high in the heat area. If they don't find something, then this earth is just completely doomed. And two, manufacturing goods. Three, cutting down forest true four using transportation as we all know about the gas gasoline the fumes um five producing foods when you know we kind of have to do that six powering buildings seven consuming too much absolutely consuming too much hmm interesting now they're talking about a lot when I look at this particular one they're talking a lot about power and I think there are other options besides electricity that I think that science and everybody else should look into before turning everything over into electrical power Um, I believe there's lots of different avenues they could take Uh, they can start by solar powering but you know we'll get more into it that's just something that me and brother brian crump or my fiance uh talked about better way we all you all know we're getting married so he's he's more than just a brother but i love him like a brother and he's going to be my husband as well he'll always be those two things my husband and my brother but back into what we're saying here um what is the main point of global warming? Global warming is an aspect of climate change, referring to the long-term rise of planet's temperature. It is caused by increased concentrations of greenhouse gases into the atmosphere, mainly from human activities, such as burning fossil fuels and farming, which is very interesting. How can we reduce global warming? Now, that's what I was uh, talking about when I said that me and Brother Brian were kind of thinking about there's so many other ways uh, to actually, but it says, uh, want to help stop global warming. Here are 10 simple things that we can do and how much carbon dioxide 
you'll save doing them. So here, here they have a list of things that are that we can do. Each individual we can do to reduce the problems of global warming. One, change the light. Two, drive less. Three, recycle more. Some of these we're doing. Four, check your tires. Five, use less hot water. Six, avoid products with a lot of packaging. Seven, adjust your thermostats. Turn it down or what have you. Eight, plant a tree. I agree with that about trees. We need to take care of the forest. Uh, The plants and trees, in fact, give off oxygen. It puts oxygen in the air. Uh, So the more we chop down, the less oxygen is in the air. So I can see how that could be very profitable, planting one instead of chopping one down. How climate change will affect us? Now, this is this is getting really interesting. Now, the question in research is, how is climate changing affecting us? The impacts of climate change on different sectors of society are interrelated. Drought can harm food production and human health. Flooding can lead to disease spread and damages to the ecosystem and the infrastructures. Infrastructures, excuse me, infrastructure. Human health issues can increase mortality, impact food availability, and limit worker productivity, and limit worker productivity, which is absolutely true. What is global warming in simple words? And I think we did explain that, but they also have a different information. It says global warming is the longest, the long-term heating of Earth's surface observed since the pre-industrial period between 1850 and 1900. Due to human activities, primarily fossil fuel burning, which increases heat trapping greenhouse gas levels in the Earth's atmosphere. This term is not interchangeable with the term climate change. Okay. Why is global warming a problem? Well, we just read a lot of why global warming is a problem, but we're going to read it and see what research says. Global warming can result in many serious alterations to the environment, eventually impacting human health. It can also cause a rise in sea level, which I agree, because the more hot it is in these colder Arctic areas, the more there's melting of snow and melting of snow leads to floods, leading to the loss of coastal lands, a change in precipitation patterns, increased risk of droughts and floods, and threats to biodiversity. Biodiversity. Interesting. How is global warming affecting us? We just talked a little bit about it, but this is, it seems like the more we reread, the more we find something new. Human health. As ocean temperatures rise, hurricanes are getting stronger and wetter, which can cause direct and indirect deaths. Dry conditions lead to more wildfires, 
which brings many health risks. Higher incidences of floods, flooding can lead to the spread of waterborne diseases, injuries, and chemical hazards, which is absolutely true. Why do we need to stop global warming? The main threats of global change, of climate change, steaming from the rise of temperature of the Earth's atmosphere increases rising sea levels. The ecosystem collapse and more frequent and severe weather. Rising temperatures from human caused greenhouse gas emissions affect plant-wide systems in various, in various ways. Is global warming a threat to the earth? I say absolutely. Global warming causes climate change, which poses a um, serious threat to life on earth in the forms of widespread flooding and extreme weather. Scientists continue to study global warming and its impact on earth. How long until climate change is irreversible? Now this is some interesting information. Of aggressive climate change policies is that humanity is always about 10 years away from either catastrophic climate change or some greenhouse gas emissions tipping point at which such change will become inevitable, unavoidable. Remember, the word inevitable means um, unavoidable. What happens if climate change continues? Earth will continue to warm, which is true, and the effects will be profound. The potential future effects of global climate change include more frequent wildfires, longer periods of drought in the in some regions, and an increase in duration and intensity of tropical storms. So more tornadoes, more floodings and hurricanes and so they say uh, but we believe that life is definitely in God's hands how can we cool the earth now this is a good interesting way and this is one way that I absolutely believe would be the answer it may not be the most lucrative it may be the most um, that's the problem right there we got a lot of greedy people um, in a lot of the science and, and different things. All they think about is the money and, and they don't care about anything. That's what's going to end the earth greed. More than any kind of climate, uh, global warming, greed is going to be behind it to make it worse. How can we cool the earth anyway? Top, we got eight here. I don't think all we got is eight of them, but it says go solar. I agree with that. I'm all for solar. I, there's They can even create solar-powered cars. Why not? They can create water-powered cars, hydro. Why not? Because when you look into it, electricity makes more money than water. It makes more money um, than selling free energy, which comes from our free sun. Nobody owns the sun. God owns the sun, but nobody owns the sun but God, and it's a power. <clears throat> Go solar, that's what it says, the one way to cool down our planet. The universal source sun gives you a lot of free energy every day. So let's start utilizing the power of the sun. I agree with that 
reduce HVAC systems. I agree with that. Practice reuse. I agree with that. Find things to practice reusing things. Now, that's a very interesting thing there to, to be creative and do that. Observe every drop. That means don't let your water just drip, drip, drip. It's a waste of water. I agree with that. Hang dry into instead of dryers. Interesting. True. Create a mini forest. Prefer non-wood products. Calculate car- carbon print. That's interesting. I agree with that. Never thought of that one. Now, what is the most, what is, what animal is most affected by climate change? Now, let me tell you this. About two months ago, I remember watching uh, something on the news. And they, at that time, they were talking about the change, the you know, global global warming that's caused and the, the problems that caused for some of our animals. And I tell you what, I've never seen this before. I don't know exactly where it was, but I know it was one of the Arctic places where polar bears live. The snow, there was no snow on this mountain particular, nowhere. It was green. The grass was green. And this poor polar bear was like hanging on to the side of this mountain for dear life. It looked like. And I tell you what, as if I did, I have watched animal channel before and a study of different animals and they need that cold weather they actually hibernate under the snow to have their cubs so when I seen that it was just I was just shocked how some parts of the Arctic are is melting 20 years ago you didn't see that every the snow everywhere the blizzard the wind blowing Minus degrees. I mean, I get that. But here, in matter of fact, here, this particular part of research is also talking about the same thing. It asks a question. It says, what animal is most affected by climate change? Here's a look at some of the key vulnerability um, and resilience factors for those species and a map of where they live today. Polar bears snow leopards polar bear remind you is the number one snow leopards giant pandas tiger monarch butterfly and green sea turtle they're affected by that so i kind of feel bad for our animals here where in the bible does it talk about the destruction of the earth it does and that's another thing i wanted to get into to chat about is biblically Oh, it, it, and, and just as long as the Bible's been around, God, is, God has been discussing and letting us know prophetically. So I even think this earth is prophetically going to be destroyed by fire. And it's evident how it's going to happen. And we're always talking about the ozone layer. We're always talking about the moon and the sun and the rays from the sun and um, the heat, the hotness, the climate change. I tell you, maybe it's just inevitable that this planet one day will no longer exist. 
Uh, I'm not trying to scare anybody. I know it sounds it sounds rough, but I believe in trusting uh, what the Word of God says, and I do. The Word of Bible itself is a big prophecy. Um, God is Alpha and Omega. He said, "I am the beginning of things." He created the earth. He'll be here when it's destroyed. And yes, that's going to happen. And most of the time we think, oh, is God that mean? It's not God that's going to do it, obviously. If we, are, if the scientists are looking at this and saying, we are doing this or humans are doing this to the planet, then maybe it's just a part of the prophecy. That's what I'm just um, uh, bringing up the fact of that, that prophetically, like here in Revelations 11 and 18, um, it says this is a verse that is commonly cited specifically in connection with caring for the earth and its natural resources. This paper will argue that in its appropriate context, the destruction of the earth to which Revelations 11 and 18 refers is not the degradation of the natural environment of the earth. What does the Bible say about suffering on the earth? Now, we know a lot of what it says about suffering on the earth, but sometimes it's good to know that by reading it for yourself. But suffering is a product of the fall, a consequence of human sin against God. That's in Romans 5 and 12, 1 Corinthians 15 and 21. Suffering is our lives, our lives. Suffering is in our lives because we are living in a broke world. Some suffering is due to our sinful and wrongful choices, but some is due simply to the world being fallen. Interesting. Where in the Bible does it say God will not destroy the earth again? It does say it back in the times of Noah. Um, it says, I, this is what it says. I established my covenant with you. Never again will all, all life be cut off by waters of flood never again will there be a flood to destroy the earth I have set forth my rainbow in the clouds and it will be a sign of the covenant between me and the earth absolutely he did say in a book in in the times of Noah that he will no longer destroy or this earth by flood it's going to be by fire and there are scriptures for that as well um, so this, this earth itself, when we won't, this earth won't be destroyed. I don't care how many floods we have, it will not be destroyed, consumed by water or a flood. It will be consumed by fire. Will it be the forest fires? Will it be the crack of the ozone layer, which is dangerously messed up for us all who are here? We don't know when. I believe Christ is coming soon. I do believe also in saying that, that there will come a time when there will be a a people caught up according to the word of God. Not everybody's going to die by way of the grave, by disease, sickness, or anything. We're we're simply going to not be here. It's been recorded once or twice in the word of God. So I believe that a man named Enoch, he prayed and sought God 
and loved God and God took him and he was no more. No one can locate him. There was no signs of that he was hurt, murdered, killed, sick, disease. God just took him. Um, he was a man. After, so that was a form of getting caught up. Maybe he got caught up. Maybe he fulfilled his portion of being here on the planet and God took him. And I believe in a, I, I believe in being caught up or slash raptured. Um, and it will be a mysterious time because those of us who are uh, will be no more. We, the, the people look for us and they will not be able to find us because God will take his people. I would not want to miss the rapture because then there comes another season behind that. And I just don't want to be here when it happens. So to speak, so I pray. So you're either going to go either, either way. We all know that human humanity um, is appointed to die once. So rather you go with the rapture or you go by way of the grave or however you go, you're going to die. Everybody's appointed to die once. Nothing to be afraid of if you love the Lord because you know where you belong. And you know the seal that is within your soul. Um, Nothing to fear. But it says here once again. I'm going to read what the Bible says in the times of Noah. He said, I established my covenant with you. Never again will all of life be cut off by the flood, the waters of, of a flood. Never again will there be a flood to destroy the earth. I have set forth my rainbow as I read it earlier in the clouds. And it will be a sign of the covenant between me and the earth so at least you found out what a rainbow means where in the bible does it say that the earth will be consumed by fire second peter 3 10 and 12 says the day of the lord will come as a thief in the night the heavens will pass away with a great noise and the elements will melt with fervent heat the earth also The works shall be burned up. Absolutely. There you go. 2 Peter 3, 10 and 12. It does say that. And finally, Revelation 6. Revelation 6 and verse 12 and 13 down to 14 says this. I watched as he opened the sixth seal. I think there were like seven seals. And the six, the six seals, at the six seals, there was a great earthquake. The sun burned black like sackcloth made of goat hair. And the whole moon turned red. And the stars in the sky fell to the earth as figs dropped from the fig tree. When shaken by the strong wind, so it's, it says it, the sky, the stars in the sky fell to the earth as fig trees dropped from a fig tree when shaken by the strong wind. Wow. The heavens receded like a scroll being rolled up and every mountain, every mountain and island was removed from its place. And there you go. And that is, of course, prophecy. And that is going to happen. I think the people of God, those who accepted Christ, those who repent and turn and come to Christ, will be saved. 
God said also in his word of God, even if this whole world blows up, we have nothing to worry about. So I would definitely, I would tell anybody, if you don't know Christ, get to know him while you can. Tomorrow's not promised to us. The rapture, it didn't say exactly how soon. So it could happen tomorrow. Could happen right now. You never know. But I just want to be ready. I want to be in that number. And saying that once again, I know you just love this. And this was not to make anybody afraid or scared. It's just to let you know, you know, giving your life is your, you can live your life the way you want to. God is a free. He gave everybody the choice, but there's consequences behind that. You lose so much making wrong choices. Uh, I don't know about you, but there is a point in my life. I don't even want, I want to make good choices in life of time after time. We've done all these bad choices. Where'd they get you? So just remember global warming, the things that are going on this earth is not new to God. Is global warming in an inevitable in is is global warming in inevitable prophecy? I say it is. I say it's been prophesied uh, through the word of God, and I think there are some things that are gonna happen that's gonna happen. But for those that believe in God, I think we're at a great advantage. He is our father, we are his children, and he cares about us, and he'll make sure that we're safe. Um, So in saying that, that doesn't mean, uh, before I go, that does not mean that we should still shouldn't do things that are good. Um, the, The Bible even tells us to do things that are lovely, kind, and good. So any work you do that's good is a good thing. It's okay to start doing things in hopes to to not cause any more um, heat to flow. But eventually, it's inevitable. Help, Maybe helping doing things will show that you actually have a caring heart. But more than in anything, what I would do, I would give my life to Christ. So no matter what happens, you'll be safe. And saying that once again, brothers, sisters, and Lord, people around the world, thank you for listening once again to the Bible Table Chat right here where we keep it live every Friday morning at 8, at 7 a.m. Central Time right here in the USA. And once again, God bless you with peace and love.